Feeling better? Looking better? Making life better? It's Life Tips. Life, life, life. We'll explore the latest innovations, introduce you to the latest products, and bring you the tips from experts and environmental pioneers to help you lead a better life. Life Tips. Life Tips. Life tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. Here are your hosts. Welcome to the Life Tips Show, everyone. We're here with Annabelle Gerwich. Annabelle, great to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I am in the middle of a tour right now. I think this is my third book tour for my new book, I See You Made an Effort. And it just keeps going and going. And can't complain about it because it's so great when your readers want to meet you and when you get to make new friends and new readers. And I've just been blanketing the Midwest. If you see me, so if anyone listening sees me lost in an airport near Detroit, St. Louis, Denver, <laughs> South Carolina, just um, buy me a coffee and put me on, and, and go to my website, see where I'm supposed to be, and point me in that direction. Perfect. <laughs> that sounds like a challenge. Um, we'll, we'll, somebody will surely take you up on that. I'm sure many people would. Now, the, the book takes on some very interesting topics here. You know, um, in general, you're, you, I like the, the metaphor of survival stories from the edge of 50. I think that's a wonderful subtitle. Um, sadly, I qualify for this book. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good um, in some ways. I'm in the early 50s, so that's probably okay. Uh, but w- w- what was the inspiration for this particular piece of work um, with all the amazing things you've done, by the way? What inspired oh, you? You're... Thank you so much, Mario. You know, the thing is, is and the whole title, which is a mouthful, is um, I see you made an effort, compliments, indignities, and survival stories from the edge of 50. And let me just say, I just turned 53. So when I say edge, I, it's a very fluid term. Sort of like the way that in the Eastern Bloc, there's all these countries, sometimes they're Russia, sometimes they're not com- Russia. It's kind of very fluid, and that's what I, I think about age now. Once you kind of get to 40, between 40 and, you know, death, I think uh, you're in the category for this book. Um, so the thing is, is that, you know, I started writing a new collection of essays, um, and Things kept happening to me that fell into this category of compliments, indignities, and survival stories. And I think, um, and the book is it, it's 13 essays. I like essays, and they're really short stories. I, I like that form. It's sort of like a form of an argument or a story, and, and you can put it down and start again. I, that's the kind of short attention span that I have. But um, things kept happening where I was reminded that I was this age, even though I grew up in the 70s where, you know, those Clairol commercials always said, you're not getting older, you're getting better. And I was like, wait a minute, I might be getting better, but I am getting older too. And I just felt that this age is something not to, we shouldn't run away from, but we have to find a way to embrace it. And um, someone wrote on Twitter the other day something that I, I, I just like practically fell off my chair. She came to see me give a talk in New York, and she wrote, I, I, I was both laughing and wanting to kill myself at the same time. And I thought, oh, that's the perfect response to being this age because, you know, you kind of can't believe it. And so the stories, I mean, there's just a couple of little inciting incidents about why I wrote the book. You know, I was lying there in bed when I was 49 thinking, there's been a mistake. I can't, I can't possibly be about to turn 50. No, wait, no, 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 the math is wrong. The math is wrong, but sure enough, 
I went to my email, and the minute I turned, uh, actually, it was like it was like right a month before my fiftieth birthday, I got that welcome to the AARP email. I mean, they track you down. You can't, you can't get, and and, and the email was just terrifying, frankly. I mean, if I was the AARP, if I was sending emails out, I would tell people, hey, join the AARP and we'll give you a Wine of the Month Club membership. We'll, we'll give you a, 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 a trip to a spa. We'll give you a new tennis racket. I mean, something that makes you feel kind of like, yes, I'm still doing it. But no, the AARP offers you a refrigerated tote bag. I thought, <laughs> oh, my God. What's what's the refrigerated part for? Medication. Oh my God, my my luggage is now going to remind me of all the supplements <laughs> I take. This is terrible. You know, so that's one of the indignities. Um, one of the compliments, and I do say compliment now because you know I actually look at it as a compliment now. It was the first time, and I don't know if you can relate to this when the first person calls you sir, but when I first got mammed, it was like. The slow motion movie slap. Like, what just happened? Did did I just get called ma'am? But I looked around, like, where's the person they're talking to? No, it's me. You know, this is one of those sort of unexpected things that remind you of who you are. And then, of course, and so there's you know, there's funny stories in the book. There's a story about how I realized I I found my. Uh, what I find attractive in a man is someone who can fix my computer. That's where I'm at at this age. Um, and there's stories that range from everything from a story like that to a story, you know, a survival story. Um, I am also the parent of a teenager, and that requires just every bit of strength and fortitude to get through this time. And that's something of a survival story. I, I plot a lot of different things in the book, like taking my son to a punk rock concert to make him like me. Like me. Big surprise, it backfired, particularly when I decided I wanted to dance and go towards the stage. And my son, I think my son aged about 10 years in that moment. The look on his face, oh, it was terrifying. Mom, no, don't do it. Um, but, you know, there's also, there's, Serious things that happen at this age, which is what makes it not just a, a you know, a, a neurotic moment of, oh, my God, how do I look? Why am I looking in the mirror and seeing my mother? But, you know, I do have aging parents, like so many of us, and my parents are making a transition. They just moved into a retirement facility, and we had to help sell their house, my sister and I, and help them. And I lost an entire I would say a day, but it was really longer than that, to trying to explain to my parents that when you move, you don't have to change your cyberspace address. They were convinced they had to change their email address. And, um, you know, these are the kind of, um, I think, profound sort of moments that we, uh, we come to at this age. And that is where the survival instincts have to kick in and we have to learn to redefine ourselves, so many of us. Um, I listen, I live in Hollywood where fifty is the new is fifty is eighty in actress years. Yeah. So, you know, uh there's a lot of uh a lot of survival instinct that has to kick in when you are faced with real things. Like, you know, do I need to reinvent myself? A lot of people are reinventing at this age. Do I need to reinvigorate my passion for what I'm doing? I know one thing I have to do, which I have to exercise every day now. I ate a cashew yesterday, and I had changed a pant size. 
I mean, you have to you have to work <laughs> to keep it going at this age. So I, you know, I I think that that was my way. These three things: compliments, indignities, and survival stories of codifying the experience. And you know, it's all wrapped in in, in a comedic package because as the one thing I have learned is that. My, no matter how many times I have to change health insurance, um, no one can cancel uh, one benefit, and that's my um, my sense of humor. That cannot be canceled. That's one benefit they cannot take away from me. Let me stop you there because I think that was just so wonderful. You're like a wind-up doll. I just wanted to keep you going and, and just listen. I, oh, I I'm, so, I'm so I, I had so no. It's wonderful. And 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 like I said, I was I, I actually did formulate about 27 total questions with all of what you just said. But I oh, loved no. everything you were saying. Let me ask you this. You, you, yeah. your, your other wonderful book, You Say Tomato, I Say Shut Up, which was just amazing, by the way. Um, my my wife actually read your book and, and, and talked with me about it before this interview today. Um, but I wanted to ask you, do you see any comparisons between these, these, these two books? Is, is anything come to mind about, well, is there overlap yeah. for your fan base? Yeah, uh, well, listen, um, you know, the thing is, is what I'm always trying to do in my writing, now that I spend most of my time writing, um, my my goal is to write, uh, is to capture, you know, portraits of the times that we live in and the, what's in the cultural zeitgeist. And, of course, by that I mean, you know, what's, what, what's my, I mean, I write first-person essays, but what's my experience in the world that we live in. And you say tomato, I say shut up, which, as you know, is a he said, she said about marriage that I co-wrote with my husband, very funny Jeff Kahn. And, the, I mean, besides the fact that we realized after, what is it, 15 years of marriage that we're just not so into us, as we like to say. You know? uh, okay. I, we, the, the truth is we were, we're making fun of the institution of marriage and really just trying to trying to give some illumination to that middle part of a marriage, you know, when uh, um, you do, I just feel like beginnings and endings get a lot of uh, get a lot of play out there in the media and in movies and entertainment. And in the same way, what I the, the reason why I wanted to take all these stories and put them in a book for people to enjoy and laugh about was to give all the people out there who are going through the same as me a feeling that you're not alone. You know, um, what happened was as I'm going through this experience, as I'm hitting this age, and of course I do realize now why they call it hitting middle age and not gliding in, into middle age because, you know, suddenly, oh my God, I have to know all these numbers, my glucose number, I have to know my cholesterol, all these things become important in a way you never even, you never even knew these numbers existed, Right. Um, so there are all these there are all these things that happen, and I and, and I at the same time as they're happening to me, I read that every seven seconds, an American turns fifty. And I was like, wait a minute, wow! And I started reading about how we're becoming the largest demographic in America. And so again, I felt I had hit upon a topic that was going to resonate with a lot of people because if I'm just writing for myself, I can you know, write in my journal, I can write on Facebook, I can, I can just, you know, I, I don't need to, I don't need to put out a book about it, but I felt that um, there might be other people out there who uh, were as found, found themselves in some way unprepared. And I think the reason that we're unprepared by it is because things have changed so much. 
between our parents' experience of 50 and our experience of 50, our expectations. I mean, even just the fact that the age of retirement has moved later and later. My age of retirement, I call it my never retirement, is never. I will never, I mean, this, I'm, not, this is, I'm, I'm laughing because I have to laugh, but um, like many people, I don't think I'm ever going to be able to afford to retire, you know? <laughs> and this was a generation before us, right? They, that was sort of the plan. And so we're, we're facing new situations. And I felt like there could, uh, you know, what I like in a book, and in a particularly, in a, well, even in a fiction book, is it, um, something that captures something that um, uh, is, even if you don't know it, it's on your mind. Or it's, you know, I like to take anxiety and turn it into humor. Otherwise, it's just anxiety. Otherwise, it's just I'm freaking out. You know, if I can make fun of it, then then I feel like I've got a way of, of, of dealing with it and, and saying it out loud. So that's my goal. And then so that really is, there, there's a theme in all of my work. My first book, Fired, was about the hilariously horrible but transforming experience of being fired. Then, you know, this look at marriage, and now this look at how we live in the middle zone. And by the way, that book was being fired by Woody Allen. Can can you talk about that a little bit yeah. and summarize <laughs> yeah. your experience there? That was just a wonderful piece of work. Oh, thanks. You know, that book is a collection of essays that I edited, and that book is... Uh, really, you know, when I was, Woody Allen had hired me to be in a play and then, then thought twice about it when he, the more time he spent with me, the more he just didn't like me. And um, <laughs> he's actually famous for firing people. And while it was happening, I realized that this was actually a really good story about expectations versus reality and that experience that so many of us have. When we go into a job and, ooh, they're just not so into us. Ooh, this is not the job that's right for me. I'm not right for them. It's a bad match. And you think your life's going to be over and there's sometimes drinking and ice cream eating and, and then the reinvention that ultimately follows. And I, and so that, and, and you know, what the funny thing is, is when I started collecting stories for that book and there's stories in that book from Jeff Garland and Ann Mirror and Tim Allen and former Labor Secretary Robert Reich, a whole host of fantastic and funny people. Um, I wanted to put out a book that would help people when they were fired, you know. And and again, like all my books, you know, they have, um, I think, I think, well, first of all, I think there's a great value in humor. But I, the way that I learn things, like, you know, I know the show is called Life Chips, and that's, the way I learn things is through storytelling and I'm better at, I personally don't read things like here's how to be happier. But if I read someone's story about how to be happier or how to cope or how they dealt with, you know, transitions in life or any kind of challenging situation, I feel like I can model myself on that. I'm, I do better that way by reading examples than I do by following advice for some, I find that kind of, reading very dry. Um, I know some people really like that. I um, I like stories and saying, well, what did that person do? I really like biographies and memoirs for that reason. So that's what I write, you know, and um, I was so happy. I gave the book to my friend uh, Felicity Huffman, who was one of the Desperate Housewives, and she said it's like a battle cry. And I, I just love that because, you know, there's something about this, um, you know, there was this 
phrase that people used to say, and people still do say sometimes, about women of a certain age. And I always thought, well, that's really, that's, what, it's so horrible we can't say our age. We can't even say it. We have to be a certain age. So, you know, I thought I'd throw down the gauntlet and give other people another, a, a rallying cry. And if they want to follow my example, great. If they just want to laugh at my example, sure. <laughs> but, um, but that was, um, that's, that's, uh, that's in the, those, these two books are, are, are very alike. It's just, they're, they're, you know, on different themes, but it's the same kind of thing. How do I survive and hopefully come out laughing? Interesting. Let's take a quick station break and be right back in just a few minutes. Life Tips will be right back after this short break. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know they're SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCProfessionals.com. ShipStation helps online retailers ship orders faster. It's so easy to set up and use. ShipStation gives you tools to automatically import, manage, and ship your orders in the most cost-efficient way. Save money with the best USPS rates possible, as well as a free USPS account. ShipStation integrates with all the most popular e-commerce platforms and shipping carriers. Get shipping done no matter where you sell or how you ship. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get an additional 30 days free after the free 30-day trial. Go to ShipStation.com slash WebmasterRadio now. Shipping Nirvana. Introducing Rumble, the smart mobile management system, the first end-to-end mobile platform where you can make real-time app modifications from a point-and-click dashboard. Want to change the design of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the ad map of your app? Point click and it's live in real time. Want to change the content mix of your app? Point click and it's live in real time. Power your mobile business with Rumble. Are you ready to rumble? Visit www.rumble.me. And now back to Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, and wiser. Here are your hosts. Welcome back to the Life Tip Show. Annabelle, so great to have you on the show today. The stories and journeys through your illustrious career must have had a big impact on, on the content in this book. Can you describe you know, taking your real-life experiences and putting them in this book and how you did that? Well, um, you know, illustrious. Uh, you know, my book is, first of all, I wanted to say, I, I, it's not a book about Hollywood. Most of the stories could be could be said anywhere um 
into the story about, you know, falling in love with my Apple genius, lust, let's just say, an unrequited mm-hmm. love that happened in my own mind. Um, it's the sexual fantasy of a 50-year-old. Uh, stories about mm-hmm. my son, stories about my parents, there's stories about, about, um, health, all these different things um, that don't have anything to do with, you know, Hollywood or Los Angeles, but there are two stories in the book that deal with this, um, because of the charged issue of having worked uh, on on screen uh, and then and, and making, making peace with this um, getting older thing. And I, I just, I, I, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not a movie star. I never was. I was an actress who worked for many years. I was so lucky to, to do that. But um, sure, I'm a vain person, although I don't know that it has to do with being an actress. I think I'm, um, and I'm not say all women are vain, but I am definitely the kind of woman who put some value in, you know, being able to turn heads on the street. And when that stops happening, at least uh, actually, Charlie Rose said something to me that was so funny when I was on his uh, CBS morning show when the book first came out, and he said, oh, yes, uh, someone told me, Charlie, there'll be a time when women uh, on the street aren't uh, aren't stopping to look at you as a potential date. They're stopping to ask you directions. <laughs> and uh, and I, I definitely feel that way. And And that's, you know, it happened for me in Los Angeles, and I do have one story about realizing that uh, I went to read for a role in commercial as like as a mother with a kid at home in a kitchen. And I ended up getting a job as a, um, a beggar woman, <laughs> an old beggar woman in the middle ages on this commercial. It's just so crazy. Wow. It was so crazy. It was, it's one of these direct TV spots where people go into another world. And so this mm-hmm. couple goes into the middle ages. And I went from being, oh, the, per- you know, mom, just suddenly I have a little, like a, like a scarf of a bushka on my head and I'm carrying a loaf of bread running down cobblestone streets. And I thought, wow, this is how Hollywood sees me now. And yeah. then I thought, wait a minute, wait a minute. Game of Thrones is really popular. <laughs> I could do well playing an old, old lady begging on the streets. I, I have to hope for that. So, you know... It's, uh, you, you have to, you have to, to me, the best thing to do in life is find a way to cope, find the strategy, you know, and I, I actually, I had the best time shooting that commercial. It was so much fun not having to look good. I had dirt smeared on my face. Um, I, it was, it, it was kind of hysterically funny. And that's, that's the kind of thing that I, I think at this age, one of the things I've truly, I try to do on a daily basis, and it is challenging, is to let go of some of my ego. You know, I think that that's, that's the grace. That's one graceful thing one can do as one starts to get older, because that just doesn't serve you. I mean, if you didn't have it to begin with, that was probably a good idea. But if you were someone who has an ego about what you should be doing or where you should be in life, that's just going to make you unhappy. Because at this age, you know, it's like you get to the age where, like, hey, I'm never going to be an astronaut. That's just not going to happen for me. You know, there are some things that are probably not in my future now. You know, that certain doors have closed. I know that no more children are coming out of my body. You know, there's some, there's some things that are real. And you can either focus on that 
I mean, I do for instance think that there's a a moment where you have to say, hey, that's a big that's a big deal, you know. But then you you got to find a way to move on. Tell me how the title fits with the book. I see you made an effort. That that could be interpreted, of course, many different <laughs> ways. But what, tell us what 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 your meaning is behind that. Well, that actually is something that someone said to me, and and uh, it's actually a, and I actually wrote that line in the story about going to the I think going to the but that's a story about going to this audition to play a mother. So um, on that day, I was going to go to an audition to, for this commercial. And I wanted to get my hair blow dried because I thought I should try to really look good because I'm really kind of barely hanging on to this mother kind of thing. So I go in to see my hairdresser and I'm all dressed up. And he says, oh, I see you made an effort. And I thought, wait a minute, effort? This is as good as it gets. <laughs> I'm really in trouble. If if I'm not gonna get like, wow, you know, you look great. Oh, you know, oh, that's that's different. This is this is interesting moment. And um, when I told my editor that, he said, oh, she said, oh my god, that's the title. That's the title of the book. And uh, I um, I came to realize it meant so many things. You know, I was. I was running the other day because I do try to run every day, kind of like every other day, though. Just a half an hour, try to do it, right? My husband said it's not running, it's like fast walking, whatever. Um, But uh, I was running up this hill, and a guy coming towards me, who's running the other way, says, good job. And for a minute, I'm like, oh, wow, good job. Yay. I feel so good. And then I realized, he wasn't saying good job to any of the younger people who were running behind me. Mm. It was like he looked at me and he was amazed. I was so ambulatory. And I thought, oh, my God, it, you have to make an effort. You know, you have to make an effort at this age to keep up that exercise, an effort to eat right, an effort to take care of yourself, to to to, to, to stay employed, to, to do all these things um, that uh, that, you know, like, I just remember, you know, when I was younger, you know, just things, things came a little bit easier. Now, you know, there's some, there's certain things that come easier, but there's a lot that, 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 that takes an effort. Like I said, I ate a cashew and I had to change my pants. <laughs> I love that line, by the way. It did. I actually wrote that down. It's such <laughs> a great line. Um, tell, tell me a little bit about uh, uh, humor and how humor seemingly plays a big part of your life in this interview and your stories. How has humor really taken over your body and mind, if you will, because it seems that it has? Yeah, you know, um, it's my respite. I really can't afford vacations, but I can't afford to laugh. <laughs> I I find that to be true for a lot of people. I was just in um, Indianapolis. I'm on this tour, right? I go to Miami soon. I go to Miami on, um, uh, let's see, the date. Let's just try, well, to, uh, tomorrow I'll be, I mean, Michigan, you know, you just people can go to my website. I, I'm going to all over the place. And here's the thing. So I was in Indianapolis and the woman, you know, and, and it was a really fabulous night. It was the women and men and it was about 150 people. We're laughing. We're talking. People are asking funny questions. By funny questions, I mean, you know, just things like, do you wake up at 4 a.m.? Because I do. And the answer is yes. 
hormones. But um, <laughs> one, one, interesting. one woman, uh, she said to me, as I was signing her book, she said, uh, and I, I don't, I will never know the story behind this comment, but she said, oh, I laughed so much tonight, and you know, I really needed that tonight. I have no idea what's going on there, but I really felt that. Like when she said that, I was like, oh, I get that. She, I don't know what's happening there, but it's just for those moments when you're laughing and, um, I will laugh. I was just reading something the other day that I was laughing out loud at, and I'm going to try to remember what it was that I was laughing out loud at. I'm just going to, I'm sure it's going to come to me. Um, and you know, it just helps. It just, it can just make you feel great. And that is, I don't know, that's just something that's, uh, that is, uh, there's a real need for that. You know, and I, I saw it in this woman's eyes, and I heard it in her voice, and I don't know why, but um, I was so, I thought, well, you know what, I, I, I wish, sometimes I wish I could have, I could have been a doctor and been, been really necessary, you know, do a job that's so needed, because I like being useful. That's another thing that I feel like age has taught me, is that I really like being useful. I want to, I want to do something in the world that is useful to other people. And um, and I think that I've just found this little niche, and hopefully um, uh, people who read my find my book and it will be useful for them. And that's 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 something, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not. I I would love to be able to be a doctor and go and help cure Ebola. I can't do that. But hmm. if I can give you some laughs, that is a, that's a good service in my opinion. That, then I will have done a good job. That's my. That's how I want to do a good job for people. Thank you for all your greatness and for being on the show today and for all you've done with with, with comedy and and making us smile a little bit wider. Oh, thank you so much. And here, for anyone who's smiling a bit wider, who's my age, can you believe how horrible root canals are? That's (laughs) something I had no idea. That's one people who say, would you have any advice to people who were younger? Yes, floss more. Just floss more lost more and your life will be better later um thank you so much this has been really fun and um i look forward to hearing from listeners and seeing what they think of the book that'd be awesome hope you're less a little smarter better faster and wiser and a lot more funny thanks to annabelle see you next week This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.